Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Talking League. Hello and welcome, guys, to a live Q&A. We've got, which uh, well, is not too long. I think it's like 35 days till the season starts. But um, look, let's introduce the boys. We've got Pat. How are we? Good, mate. Good. Ready. Really uh, looking forward to the footy, though. Yeah, I think we're only five weeks away. Well, six weeks away. Bring it on. Yeah, I'm so excited, too. Corbs, how are you, mate? I see you wearing a hat there. Love it. Yeah, good. We got the stitch up pod between uh, the night before Australia Day. <laughs> Look, we've already if got we get double figures, <laughs> if we get double figures in our viewing, then that's a pass. Hundred <laughs> percent. What else could you ask for? We're just saying it. <laughs> We're just saying earlier that uh, Pat forgot the singlet memo. Yeah, I know. Disaster. Bloody hell. Didn't get, didn't get the uniform. <laughs> I forgot that's the talking league uniform these days. <laughs> got to rock up in the life going <laughs> Look, we, we did have a couple of DM questions. So, um, look, I'll, I'll start off with one. Here was one from Jeff Reesby. What do you plan to do for Hines or Cleary in the buy rounds? Uh, uh, you throw it to them, mate. Throw it to me. You go, Pat. Oh, I said, oh, Pat. Yeah, you go for it, Pat. First. Sorry, mate. Uh, yeah, so I'm at the moment planning to start with Cleary. Um, and I kind of feel that, you know, Robbo has definitely given a good pitch on maybe starting with Murray and not starting with either Cleary or Hines. Um, and I've played around with that, but the more I look at it, the more that I want Cleary in my team. I just feel like he can go bananas in those first couple of weeks like it wouldn't surprise me if he tons up against the broncos and i feel that if i don't have that in my team it's just going to be chasing so like my strategy around it is just to make sure that i've got a decent mid-ranger or potentially maybe pushing up um to someone a bit better than yeah average mid-ranger so i've been really looking at uh burden because you corbs and talking him up and i see a bit of value there so i'm playing with maybe a burden heinz uh sorry a burden Cleary halves combination. Otherwise, I'm also looking at Hastings and uh, Tanner Boyd. Um, a bit concerning that, like, we all kind of got the news, or there's like two articles within the space of three days that Tanner Boyd is the starting seven, and now Justin Holbrook's come out and, like nothing said in stone. <laughs> could be, could be Toby Sexton, but I'm going to go off the fact that it should be Tanner Boyd. So I feel like. Either way, decent enough halves coverage. Um, but the main thing is what I'm going to do with the captain, and that's going to be like I've stacked up my mids pretty heavy as well. So I'm going to go Carrigan and Cotter at this point. So I feel like between those two, I'll have a decent enough, you know, hopefully a pretty safe 60 points to, to captain the week that Cleary is not going to be there. Yeah, sweet. Or- I don't know if Andy's with us. Are you there, Andy? I have a bit of technical difficulties here. A couple of yeah, questions. I'll, I'll um, to... No, I had a look at the two round three and round six, and I was just looking at captain yeah, choices. Yeah, my uh, Wi-Fi has actually decided to shoot itself. <laughs> and I think, I think he got my response about two minutes after I said it. And, yeah, look, it looks like Sullivan's back training again and looks to be playing the first trial. So he's another... Um, a one with Boyd that you could chuck in just as cover. Not great. But then, yeah, looking at the two captain options, round three, you've got KP against the Dolphins, who a lot of people are thinking of as that mid-ranger. Um, Harry Grant against the Titans. Nah. Holmes. I'm just going <laughs> to ignore him. Holmes and uh, Cotter, both against the Warriors. I know a lot of people are thinking of that Holmes big, um, big dick energy centre. Uh, because there's a lot of 
value centers. And then either Hass or Carrigan against the Dragons. So I don't, I don't think many people will go both of those. But if you're going one of those, then they could be a good option. So there's heaps of captain choices with Cleary. Mm-hmm. Then you look at round six and just purely on matchups. And I know that there's a lot of people that I'm not considering that can score well in any games, like your Burton and maybe your Hastings as well that might partner one of these two if you were to um, go the Cleary or Hines. I've seen some teams with both that. I haven't seen the rest of their team, but they've said they've got both, <laughs> and they must be weak in other areas. Uh, you've also got the Holmes Cotter double against the Dolphins, and that also, it's been talked about a lot. Geez, the Cowboys have got a good run early. Holmes has been thrown around a bit, and it's enticing when you see their draw, and he's going to be kicking goals. And the other one is KP again against the Warriors, but mm. yeah, I'd, I'd, KP is probably the, the one that I'd be worried about the most with that because. We don't know too much about him yet. He might not even be a captain option. He might be only sort of hitting mid-40s mm. with his role in the halves. So that's a wait and see. But, yeah, plenty of options. It almost, because I was on the Heinz bandwagon talking myself out of Cleary. Who am I kidding myself? We'll, we'll watch Cleary play that real <laughs> club challenge. He'll kill it. And all of a sudden, Cleary will be the best option and everyone will be back on the Cleary train again. Oh mate, like yeah, that's I, I was the same. I had um I had Hines in there, and then I just couldn't. I just can't not have Cleary. He's just been so consistent the past few years, and if the second he turns up and you don't have him, you're just gonna be devastated in those in those opening like ten weeks. Yeah, I know. So yeah, there, there's arguments. I mean, everyone's an expert until lockout round one. Hey, there's yeah, lots exactly. of different <laughs> advice getting given. Plenty on this pod included. Exactly, and we'll, we'll all be uh, yeah either heroes or villains come um, the end of round one. So yeah, they're, they're all good options. Those three, the the three big captains. Mm. I'd be lying if I said I haven't had all three at some point in my team. <laughs> so it's just I've been given the advice: get your pool of players, get them down, and we'll uh, we'll slowly cipher them down to that final twenty-one come round one. Yeah, that's it. I like it. All right, now we've lost our host in uh, in Andy, so Corbs, I might just go to the comments because quite a few coming through. Maybe we'll just uh, go back and forth you or me, and we'll uh, start start working through. So um, we've got Sean Doyle sending through. Rabbits have a tough run at the start of the season. Will this be good for Murray, or should we look elsewhere for guns uh, gun mids? No, I think that's a position. I've, only if you're looking at the backs, then I'll be worried, like a, an Ilias Walker, AJ, maybe even Latrell. but we did see him score pretty well against tough opposition last year. But with Murray as a mid, that's probably better for him because they wanna, they're going to want to um, start strong. Uh, I reckon he'll see big minutes, and yeah, that's only a plus for him. So that's yeah, a massive tick for him. It, what would you say to that one? Yeah, I agree. I think the harder the opposition, the more time he's going to spend on the field, especially at the start. Like I think Souths know that they need to make the four. They got the they got the caliber of players in the team to have a shot at, at winning the title this year. So I think they need to start well. They've got a tough start, but it just means that Murray is going to be on there probably for like seventy minutes plus. Like I doubt he might not even come up come off in like some of those really tough games. Or if he does, it might only be like a five minute spell or something like that. So, so look at this last year. This was him last year. He played Storm round two for 72 minutes for an 84. Roosters, 77 minutes for 81. Panthers, 77 minutes for 73. So that pretty much answers your question there. <laughs> the, harder, the harder the draw, the better for Murray. All right, yeah, well, and, and round, round one, he played the Broncos for 58 minutes and only got 46. So it's like you actually prefer him having the harder yeah. opposition. It's actually, yeah, it's a good point. So, Sean, mate, stick with him. Captain him. <laughs> Murray's back in my team as captain again. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. It's actually, you've just sold me back on Murray. Um, uh, so, we'll go on to uh, Josiah Alkin, uh, Legends, Perham or Remus Smith in the centres, uh, or both if I can afford. Pretty sure Perham's only wing fullback. He's not dual, though, is he? Perham, he will be, though, if he gets the fullback position, which is um, probably likely to happen. Are they the two centres? I'm big on Remus Smith. Is that the question? Remus Smith and Perham in the centres? 
Hiram's only a wing fullback though. He doesn't he doesn't have the center tag. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, he won't get that either if he's going in the fullback. Yeah. Um, I'm big on Remus though. I, I think Remus he scored quite well the pr- year previous. I think that was his um the COVID ball. <laughs> but I'm just looking him up now. Yeah, I think um, that was in a really, really unorganized. Uh, they, they had a lot of players out in that Storm team. Yeah, I think um, I think Remus is definitely a really solid option. Um, just to, to to answer on that, I know that um, you put Perham in there, but he's only a wing fullback. Maybe you might be thinking of Thompson. Like he's another real popular pick in the in that center position um, at, at around the same price. So. I mean, I actually originally had both Thompson and Remus as my centers because they're both sub 400, both with good attacking upside. Thompson, for example, is going to get dual, um, where Remus, yeah, like Remus is coming off an ACL from last year. Uh, but when he did play 2021, he was really solid. What was it? Was it a 35 average there, Corbs? You have him up? Yeah. Or in 2022, he had a 24 average. So, that's the thing that's dipped his value down a little bit. He's priced at three seventy two, so it's putting him sort of a twenty seven ish average. Yeah. And the year before, which was COVID ball, he had a thirty seven average. So we've got him predicted at thirty four, thirty six. But there was news today that Munster is staying at five eight, and they're going to play Meany for the first few rounds, who is also going to goal kick. So does that push? Remus potentially to a wing, or does he stay in centre? Maybe Jackie Howarth comes into the centres. Mm-hmm. There's still so many question marks with so many teams, but either way, I like him. He's in my team at the moment as that um, as a actually starting centre. A lot of people have like bottom price centres. Like uh, everyone's got that. Um, who's the Gold Coast? Gold Coast, the Dolphins, Defare. Defare, Defare. Yeah, and I I don't think I've seen anything where he's am I back? Boys? Looking like you are, you're back. You're there, mate. You're there. He's not even looking like getting a, <laughs> a starting spot. So Remus Smith, I think, is a good one. I think there's a good bit of value there. It, it looks like it's about that ten point value, which is what you're after. And oh yeah, I'd say yes to him and Paramount having there as well, especially if he's playing fullback. Yeah, Andy, mate, just uh. We've it's actually very timely. It's time. It's timely that you've come in because Dylan, I was just about to read out Dylan's comment. Andy with the greatest Wi-Fi we've ever seen. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, I know there's another one. Well, he's, in gone, he's gone to the Wi-Fi problems. <laughs> <laughs> we got Kim Makia uh, here. Uh, Miller or Savage? Well, that's a good question. Uh, you go, you go, cause I'm savage. I'm I'm off Miller. That's I don't it. think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna <laughs> score that well at the Knights. I think. Do you know what Bless I compare you. it to? Do you know what I compare it to is the Sexton narrative that was sold last year, where we had small, small sample size, scored well, and then coming back to the the grind of weekly NRL in that fullback spot. He's earned his spot now. He's earned the contract. So, and then the Knights, I mean, yeah, I'll just... Be kind. They're going to be a bit clunky (laughs) to start off with. He's only come over from Rugby Sevens. I know he played league when he was earlier, but he's had a long stint with the Rugby Sevens crew. So, yeah, and Savage. Savage is a weapon. He is going to go full beast mode this year. I know that there's a few photos floating around of him. (laughs) Shirt off, but he was a gun when he's younger, just explosive. He got that try against who was it against the Eels round 26, where he yeah, just beat Blitzen. half the team. Yeah, 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 I think we'll see a lot more that runs one. like that. <laughs> Lockie Miller had a lot of runs last year in the support, and he's quick, he's lightning quick with the Sharkies, who are a good team on the attack. That's all well and good, but you've got to make breaks. And sorry, Paddy, I don't know if the Knights are going to make as many breaks <laughs> as the Sharks. I think with, so a, with on, a good preseason under his belt as well, I think he'd be good. I think... Um, all right, who else? Yeah. You go, man. 
Uh, so we'll go. Um, there's one here, and we got we got Jamie Jamie Brown, <laughs> good friend of the show. Evening, boys. Guns are out and looking strong. Uh, besides that, who's going to bat number eleven in a talking league podcast squad? <laughs> Is that left left man out? So if we got an injury, does does someone come on? <laughs> we, we might have a couple auditions. Maybe we'll see, or maybe Jamie Brown can can come on every now and then. <laughs> I'll I'll take this one. Justin Borg, what do you think of Hodgson? Absolute weapon. Did you see the photos of his cannons? Oh, my gosh. They were bigger than his absolute head. It's ridiculous. As shiny as, because he's he's definitely bald as well. But, look, I think if he can maintain... If he can maintain his fitness and stay injury free, I think he'll be really good for Parramatta. I I, I want to have him in the team because he's very cheap at five hundred thirty five. But the problem is, it's just way too risky. And with, with all the cheapies that you got, and you, you sort of with buyers coming here and there, you really need to have a, a player who you you want to have set in stone. So I think he's a risky for me, even though I would like to have him. Uh, I might put him on the Trap City bitch team um, when he comes in because I think it could be a trap for, for fantasy and a trap for Parramatta maybe, which is a bit upsetting. Do, do you reckon he plays 80? I think he does, man. He's had a full year to recover. So I, I don't. I think he's the kind of player who I feel like he'll get upset if you're off the team and he's that leader. So he was upset with Ricky when he, when he pulled him for Tom Starling, but Tom Starling is an absolute weapon, so it makes sense. But I still think he's, he's still got 80 minutes in him. And really, what do, you, what do you gain when you put on Mitch Rain? I feel like he's still rather a 70% Josh Hodgson than a uh, 100% Mitch Rain on the field. I just don't see us having um, a good quality backup hooker for him. Because he, yeah, he had decent minutes, I mean, in 2021, but... In 2020, like, take out the COVID ball, he's sort of only just sitting below his price at what his average was that year. And that was the year that the Raiders made the GF. So, 41.4. So, yeah, I don't know about Hodgson. There's a couple like that. There's a couple like little Hodgson where people are getting a bit excited about them being the new hooker and playing the bigger minutes. I don't think Hodgson will play 80. Bring back Rain. We'll... <laughs> I feel like Rain's the exact same age, isn't he? Surely. Won't it, won't it be Jacob Arthur, the 14? Like, he's stuck with him for pretty much the oh, whole yeah. year. Yeah, Jacob Arthur. But, yeah, I, I'm actually really interested in seeing in trials to see how they go. But uh, we'll, we'll move on um, from my love interest, my second love interest. <laughs> um, Matt Pittman, he goes, thoughts on the best wing of fullback under 500K out of Dom Young, Savage, or Suwali'i? Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to jump in. Yeah, like, I think we just spoke a lot about um, a lot about Savage. And, uh, like, to me, I think he's the best option of the three. Suwali'i is interesting now because the reports at training is um, he's going to line up at left centre. So he's going to pick up that jewel. So he's going to be nice and... And versatile. I think the only thing that I don't necessarily like about it is, you know, their left centers traditionally haven't had a, a great track record, but Suwali is like, he's a freak and a specimen. So I reckon he's going to just come in leaps and bounds and just be an, a beast. Probably, I think they got a relatively early buy. So I'm, I'm a bit hesitant on him. Um, and Dom Young, like, he also had a really awesome World Cup. He's looking fit. But Corbs has kind of mentioned it. Like, if you don't think the Knights are going to do anything, then Dom Young's probably not going to do anything either. Um, but one thing that I took a, uh, took notice of is he has a 69% scoring rate when he plays for the Knights or something. I saw, like, a Knights statistic. He's actually, at the moment, like, currently at a higher percentage than Uate in his prime. So... The guy can find the try line and the Knights do have a pretty, I mean, it's it's hard to say when you're a bottom four team, but we do have a very favourable draw to start. So our first, our opening six games, he could actually find a few points. So there's a little bit of value. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of agreed with uh, Corps before. I reckon Savage is the Savage is the goods. I think he's the safest bet out of those three. Nah, I like it. 
I like it. Did you guys get to Chris Cook already with his question? Uh, uh, no. So Chris Cook's got a question here. Uh, do you guys think it's best to start with a gun hooker? Currently, I have Grant along with Cleary, but I'm interested big time in Murray. Would you go Murray or Grant? If I go Grant, I can then probably get to Carrigan, a Cotter at mid to partner with Adam Elliott. If I go Murray, I need cheese at hooker. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking the cheese at hooker, you sort of, because he's the hooker mid, you want him to be in that mid so he can cover your hooker, wouldn't you, Corbs? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I'm just trying to get the question up. I can't, that was a long question. <laughs> I'll I'll try and break it down. So currently he's got Grant with Cleary, but he's interested big time in Murray. So would he go Murray or Grant and then get a Carrigan and a Cotter to partner Adam Elliott? So he sort of, I think he's saying if he wants to go Cleary and, and Grant or downgrade and go Murray as a captain choice and then downgrade to a Carrigan and Cotter. And then that leaves him with cheese or hooker. Yeah, I don't mind. Jeez, it's 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 sort of like the start of the conversation at the start of the show with the yeah. Murray, Cleary, Hines. Once you get those cheapies locked in, then it's just whoever you sort of prefer there. I think I prefer the second option. I'd chuck cheese in there. And, I'll, I'll and then the, just get a, a Tanner Boyd or, or a Aaron Clark or something on the bench. Yeah, they seem the three likely ones. In the hooker position, uh, unless you were like trying to start those narratives for the the Hodgson and the little <laughs> who's the other one Egan shooter shooter chucked Egan into the mix. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. He's, I'm he's not jumping me. on that one. No way. <laughs> I had him in draft last year, and he he was yeah he didn't score well. All right, Paddy boy. So I think we I think we both agree it was Cleary and, and Grant and oh, sorry no it was uh, Murray. Get Carrigan or Cotter, and then you can also grab a um, cheese and you know, as your hooker. Uh, Paddy, we'll go with you here. This is a, a good friend of the show, Josiah Alchin. Toss it up between Clark at hooker or try or trying to get Robson in. Already have cheese as cover. Should I just run with Clark and cheese or get Robson later? It's a really good question. Like I think um, I've been looking at Robson lately. I think he could just be a set and forget for a long time. Like Cowboys don't have a buy until. Round is it round? Is it round sixteen? I think like it's really late, and like they've got a very favorable schedule throughout Origin. Like he won't be there, so he's just someone that you're going to get a lot of value from, and he probably won't drop from his average from last year. If anything, you might have a couple of points in value in him. Um, where Clark? Now I know a lot of the talking league boys are like really keen on Clark, and so am I. But the, there's actually not a lot of like there's not a lot of data on him. Like he's like he really only played what like a few games at lock, and they were against absolute dead shits at the end of the year. <laughs> like you know, it's it. I, I I just don't know if he's going to go and get a fifty or fifty five point average. Like that's me personally. I think he's probably priced at what he is. Like he's already priced at about forty two, forty four. So and I think that's a a respectable number for him anyway. Um. So, yeah, out of those two, I'd go Robson, but it depends on your cash situation because Robson is definitely the more expensive. If you need the cash, then Clark's not a bad choice. Um, but I think that Robson's got a, a, a better a better fit in the team. Speaking of all these hookers, um, Josh, I know, or Corbs, I know you like a couple of hookers. Um <laughs> With, with so many cheap hookers available, is there a benefit of running a, a, a hooker strategy and, and getting so many in there? Or do you think that the amount of buys that we have, we can't have that many cash earners um, because we need to spread the love with all the um, position covering? If they're going to make coin, was it? It was 2020 when we had that influx of the value hookers. Mm-hmm. I think like some yeah. people starting with five, there was no issues. But I think with the buy rounds now, and just the complexity of the fantasy, it's just got more difficult as the years have gone on. I reckon three just out-and-out hookers would be probably your best strategy. I think the, the three clear ones, or the three in my team at the moment, are Clark, Boyd, and Smith. Um, I have had Grant in there as well, and it may swap around depending on like cheapies. I could get him back in there over Clark. That's who I'd try and bump out. But Boyd and Smith are locked in for me. 
Maybe the fourth, you could, with that Boyd, you could carry four because he's got the jewel. But I wouldn't go too crazy with that. I mean, if they're making you heaps of coin, but I don't think there's any bottom price. Because the only one I could see here was Moser, but he's not even guaranteed a spot yet. He's up at Brisbane. I think we might see him later on the year. But at the moment, I would say no. I think other positions have got more coin where you'll, yeah, you, yeah and you want to make coin. So I'd sort of only go with those three. I've got one here for you, uh, Snakey. We've got Tim Ballantyne said, you're a dog for dogging and eating Snakey. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I, do you know what? Funny story. That's who I got the nickname for because I, Asked it was you, you what, did I asked, pick up Egan. <laughs> asked Andy and TK who we were going to go, what their picks were going to be in draft that week, and this was before we went into the draft order. It was just free range <laughs> once the time picked over. And TK said Egan and I got him before and snaked him, and he was he laughed about it on the pod, but like for two days he was actually filthy. <laughs> we've, we've got one here from Kyle Lomas. We'll move forward the question. Uh, we've got. Lads, Corey Horsburgh, let me know your thoughts. Well, for one, he's a very angry man, a very ocean emotional man, but I feel like the leaving of Ryan Sutton um, and Tarpany going so well, does he sort of pick up a bit of stats there from Sutton leaving and all those forwards they're missing? What are your thoughts there, Paddy? Yeah, um, like to me, I think the lock position's probably between him and... Um, Haruida Nida as well. So, like, those are the two players that I can see filling in that lock. If I'm, you know, if I'm sticky and I'm trying to stick with what worked towards the end of last year. Good pun there. Like, it was. <laughs> Thanks, man. Try my best. Um, I'd be going, I'd probably go with, with um, Haruida Nida just because he's probably more similar to Adam Elliott. And, like, Elliott kind of had a little bit of ball playing in him where he also liked to get into his work. And I can see Haramiranara also doing that. Um, so, like, if, if Horsburgh can get a start, we know that he's got a really good PPM. I think the other, I think the only problem is just what his minutes are going to look like. Um, and if he, get, if he actually gets a starting role, because, I, like, if it was up to me, I'd be probably playing Horsburgh at prop to, to sub Tarpany or Papali'i off. Yeah, okay. No, I feel like I like it. It, it. I think we know he's he can play well if he has good minutes. So I think it's up, it's just really how his minutes go. Uh, we've got another one here from I'll try my best to pronounce your name. Mava Pulahetoa. Thoughts on John, Sean Sean Johnson as well as Schuster. Uh Corbs, you want to take this one? I know that you were a fan of Schuster early, but has he sort of changed your mind? Are you gonna take a punt on Schuster? No, I was a fan on him until his price came out. <laughs> not going the Sch- not going the Schuster. There's no value there. Even his his history in the halves doesn't even tell you anything. So he, he's playing against a, a dominant or pairing with a dominant half in daily. So I'm not going near him. In regards to Sean Johnson, I just I feel like a lot of people are just missing his stats from last year. And there's a. <laughs> And this has started from Shooter again. I'm going to he's, get he's, got, he's, he's going to bow you up again. You know it. Yeah, I know. But last year, his average was 39.3. And <laughs> I just don't know. I know he's playing with a different halves partner. May get a few more kick meters. But you're really banking on a big narrative here. I think you really need to have a, a three date narrative, the old TK three-date rule here. There's so much value in the halves. He is that guy, though, that if you take the risk, like you could just be laughing at me in the revision mirror because if he does show his old Sean Johnson and he does get all the kicking meters and is that dominant playmaker, which very well could happen, then, yeah, you're laughing. But I just don't know if there's – even with the Horsburgh. He hasn't played lock since 2020. There's a lot of risk in a couple of mm. the pods that get thrown up, but I guess that's why you, why they're pods because you've got to take a bit of a risk to go with guys like that. <laughs> can, I, um, yeah, can I just throw in, like with, with SJ, so the opening to the season is the Knights, which, and they're at home, so like they'll probably perform pretty well. But then into the Roosters, 
into the Cowboys, both away, and the Dogs, but then into Cronulla away, Knights away, Cowboys again, Melbourne. So, like, they're playing, like, their opening to the season is actually really quite difficult. So, there's a big chance that SJ just gets no attacking stats at all. Like, there's a big wanna, chance that. Do you want to hear, like, going back to some of those tougher games, how we're looking at Murray before Paddy? Against the Roosters last year, you got a 28. The Storm a 21. The Raiders a 22. The Sharks a 26. Panthers a 31. The Sharks a 35. He really hasn't hit above 40 against any of those. To- oh, no, he got a 41 against the Rabbitohs. But Corpse, then- he's, got, he's got wings now. He can fly. You've seen his lats? Have you seen him? Cowboys are 22. So I'm just... Has he ever been unfit? Like that photo is doing the rounds. Like, has SJ actually yeah, I, been unfit? I, I think you are spot on though, Corbs. I feel like, you know, you can train as hard as you can in the gym. You can be pretty cut up, but it's all about if if, if you're that injury prone, you know, like how many how old is he? And he's, and he's actually getting older. I know myself. I go to the gym now. If I just lift a weight wrong in a little centimetre, I'm pulling it. I'm pulling an arm or a shoulder. I'm doing something, you know, so... Um, but getting back to you, I think you're off with your awesome Wi-Fi. Everyone's <laughs> an expert as a coach until that round one lockout. It's the same every year with the, the players. Everyone's making the top eight until they start round one. <laughs> They're all killing it. They're all training the house down. And then all of a sudden there's a top eight in the bottom, or well, not this year, bottom 11. <laughs> well, we were on the Hallsborough train earlier. Um which is also the reason because Ryan Sutton left. So what are your thoughts on Ryan Sutton? Zach Sosiak asks. Uh, we'll go with you, Paddy. Yeah, I think um, he's actually very similar to Horsburgh, really. Like, it depends on depends on minutes and role. Like, he again, he's actually a solid scorer, but he needs to get consistent minutes. I think even when he scores well at the Raiders, he needs to get above that 50-minute mark. Um, and I know that he's pretty well-priced, but there's – there's a lot of mouths to feed in that Canterbury pack, um, especially like it really depends as well on what they do with Marnie. Like if Marnie, like I know that they got New Brown in, but they might still decide to go with Marnie as an 80-minute or 70-minute hooker. And if they do go that way, like there's just there's a lot of mouths to feed. And like Maxi King as well as, uh, as Tom, Luke Thompson are going to get decent minutes because they're they're kind of like solid platform hard workers. And then, you know, that lock role, you're going to want to get TPJ more uh, most likely in there with, with a bit of impact minutes. So, yeah, I just – I'm not too keen on him. I can see the value and I can see the narrative, but I feel that there are other well-priced mids that you can make some coin on if that's what if that's the way you want to go. No, no very well answered. Uh, look, we'll go a couple more questions before we hit the uh, – we've got a draft question for everyone. Uh, we'll go with – again, I'll try my best. We'll go with Kensley, Kayla, Kayarua, Sean Bloor. Do you think he's a good cashy? And let me know how I pronounce that name, if I did well or not. <laughs> huh. uh, Cor- of course, we'll go with you. You've been pretty quiet lately. Yeah, he's an unbelievable cashy. Everyone will be on him. I, I did see um, – <laughs> Yeah, little... didn't he just get done with something? <laughs> like, nah, he's, he's, all, he's all good. It's a slap on the wrist, but he, he should. He, <laughs> he was driving when he shouldn't have been, old Shawnee. Uh, 250K, if he's starting on the edge, even if he's getting 60 minutes. We've, when I saw that heading come up, the article, that in trouble with um, traffic infringement, I was like, no, this third year in a row, Bloor's going to let us down again. We've been so excited to get this bloke in our fantasy team. And For, finally. Every, Every preseason, <laughs> the poor fella can't get on the park. When you look at his, what is his second row? He's got a forty-four average, and that's there's a couple of games. That's only a small sample size, six games there. So even if he's hitting that forty average, what is he? Yeah, two fifty k price. That's huge. He's he's going to be laughing all the way to the bank. Hey boys, we've still got a couple. Three fifty k. We've still got a couple more. Uh, questions and we've got plenty of uh, viewers. Do you still want to keep going for a bit longer? Yeah, of course. Let's go. Oh, happy days. See, can, I, can, well. I, <laughs> can, can I just say as well, I just saw a, um, a comment come up around Bloor and who he's going to start over, like if he was yep. to start over Ice Bateman or, or Bateman, yeah. right? So last year in the Super League, like Bateman played lock 
like majority. So there's act there's there's a possibility that Bateman doesn't start in the second row. And I know that we all have memories of him killing it in the back row in Canberra, but that's like what what is it now? That's almost four years ago, isn't it? He left in twenty twenty, like or at the end of twenty nineteen. So it's been a while since he's played in the NRL, let alone in the back row. So there's a chance, and, you know, Bateman's not even in the country yet. His visa hasn't been sorted. So he's going to come here with, like, a half-cooked preseason. There's a big chance that they just start him in the middle or off the bench and actually start Bloor instead. Um, but even if he's, again, like, you only need Bloor to play 40 to 50 minutes and he's probably going to generate some cash. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And look, if he's that cheap, it's almost like he's worth having on your bench because you know Bateman's going to come in and eventually some of his minutes shared. I think I think you're spot on there. Uh, well, moving on, we'll go with uh, Leeway Gilbert. Is CNK a trap? Hang on, I just got to do Trap City, bitch. Trap, Trap City, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> trap City, bitch. Who is that? Uh, Corpse. Uh, Chance, Chancey. Chance Nickel Kluxter. Is he a trap? Nah. Oh, I don't. I don't think so. He's he's just going to be a like he'll only get you that ten points value. What's his price at? I'm just having a look at him now. He's at three seventy seven, I think, roughly around that price. Yeah, I, I think he, he's. There's a couple of options there. You can even go bottom price to a. I've got Sloan in there at the moment over a bloke like him to then get me a savage three seventy two. Yeah, so. I, I haven't got him at the moment. When he was, when he first came over to the Raiders, he killed it. He did die off a little bit, but he's pretty strong with his um, meters carried. And uh, let's have a look up here with his base stats. So he, he's not, he's never been a massive attacking player. So I think that could help him going back over there to NZ. They've got the big wingers there, but they didn't really. They're going to be on the back foot from their draw too, so that might help him as well. <laughs> yeah, I think he's not going to be that Walsh kind of player, is he? You know, he's like that attacking sort of flair. He used to, he's that safe fullback that they're going to have. But yeah, I don't know. He's not in my team currently, so um, but it depends on whether you think the Warriors are going to kill it or not. Mm. Yeah, even, um, even last year, if you take away like his injury games and he came off the bench when Savage started once, like he, he still has a 39 average from was at five games where he played the eighty at fullback. So there's definite there's definite value, but like I'm yeah, he's not in my team at the moment either. Uh, next up we've got Michael Cayman Collier. Can only take one. Harry G or Cam the Muzz? Who you taking? Let's just let's go around uh, rapid fire. Corbs, who you picking? Cam Murray, just because he's more captain material. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I'm going to yeah. go – it's tough. I'm going to go against the grain here and go Harry G because there's no Ben – sorry, there's no Brandon Smith on the on the bench to take his position. I feel like he um, he should be as terrorising as he always is. Uh, Paddy P? Paddy W, sorry. Yeah, man, I'm going uh, – Paddy P, geez, that's a new one. I'm going uh, <laughs> I'm going uh, Cam Murray, man. Like, the guy's an animal. And we, we said before, like, he's – um, I think it was while your Wi-Fi was shitting itself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're saying that he actually performs better when he's playing hard opposition and the Bunnies got a really hard start to the season. So there's every chance that the blokes are going to start the year just getting 80s. Uh, we've got another one here from Chris Borrell. Help me with the center. Dropping is worth dropping the cash on, on Val. What are your thoughts there, Corbs? We'll go, Corb, go with you. Yeah, I'm actually he's in my side at the moment. I flicked him for I flicked Bird for him because I saw something the other day that Bird was being considered for the halves. Jeez, I, any bit of news I <laughs> go, <laughs> three, three changes in my team. Bird's not he's not totally out of the picture. He's still there in the black book, just scribbled in. But their run is just so good. When Holmes He's going to be the goal kicker. He seems to have the ticket to Rome. It'd be that roaming center. I think I feel like Turbo started that and Manu. Mm-hmm. Turbo and Origin, Manu for the Roosters. Where those centers now, 
just get to old school, play two centres on the same side and just get to insert themselves into games wherever they want. And he's just a freak. It, it, the man can move. Like, when he gets scores, like, he's got such a big ceiling. 76 against the Tigers last Ooh. year, 72 against the Dragons, some good scores. And then, like, you look at round 25, it was against a depleted one, an 83. But he's got that high ceiling. And I think they're going to come out of the blocks pretty quickly because they had such a good year. And a lot of people are a bit worried about them backing it up. But their team is pretty solid across the park. Well, with the with the deplorable options there are at centre, like I don't I don't I'm not against buying big in, in centres, you know. If you've got if you want to lock one in like a Val Holmes, I I don't I'm not against it. So yeah, I'm I'm with you there, Corpse. Uh, we've got one here from Ram Harid Haran. How does Tapao impact the minions of Harris of Hass and Carrigan? Uh, just to start off, I don't think Carrigan's minutes will get too affected because I think he's just a specimen of a of a player and his leadership he will be needed on the field. I think they've just got to power there for maybe a bit of backup or or a couple of minutes to give him spare. But do you feel like it affects Carrigan Hass's minutes, guys? Uh, no, no, not at all. I think I think his uh, his big minute days are well behind him. I think they probably bought him for a bit of bit of experience as well, like. He's older. It's only a one-year contract. He's probably just going to do maybe like 20 minutes off the bench, you know, 20, 25 minutes. And like Haas can play 80 and so can Carrigan. And they're also – not only are they – they're two of their best players, if not their best players. Like I just think that if the Broncos are serious and want to try and correct what happened last towards the end of last year, Carrigan and Haas are going to play big minutes Um and yeah, the, the, the arrival of to power to me doesn't affect any of it. No, I think you're spot on there. All right, we'll go one more question. Or you, you, what you, what do you got, Corpse? Yeah, he averaged 38 minutes with Manly, and it depends what to power you get. Like he hasn't looked as good as he used to, and you look at Hetherington, who's injured, so he's probably just going to take his spot straight on the bench. Jensen and um, Palacia, they averaged about the 40 minutes just under last year. So I, I can't see him getting more than 35, maybe 30 minutes, but it really depends how good he – like he could come out and blitz it and get an easy 40 and, and take the minutes. So that is a worry there. But, yeah, you're going either Hassel Carrigan there and just sort of putting all your chips in. All right, we've got last one before we pick our – Top 15 picks in draft, as in uh, we're just going to go from three of. So we'll go with Tim Sito, Burton or O'Sullivan. Um, considering <laughs> I just listened to your Bulldogs pod, Corbs, would you like to take this one off? Take this one away? Yeah, Burton there. Burton's going to – O'Sullivan played in a very handy, organised side where he pretty much played outside Yo and then inside Kikau. Who was the other one over there? Taylor May and who was the centre out there or winger? Tago. On the left. Tago. Tago. Yeah. Anyway, he was involved in a very well-structured team as a half, so it made his job very easy. He's going up to the Dolphins. That's it. That's all I've got to say there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Corbs, uh, you know you, you did get a, um, a question on, on the Instagram. Did you want to say that? What was it, the top 15 picks? Yeah. Uh, I'll just go to it now. It was, <laughs> it was a loan question. <laughs> uh, question was, Big Arch 88, top 15, <laughs> top 15 draft picks, please. He's in a 14-player league, non-captain league. I don't think that matters. He's still just no. the best. Uh, and 17 positions. So we're just going to go through our top 15 Snake our way through. Yeah, so we'll go. Pat will pick first. Uh, Corbs, you can pick second. And then I'll pick third. But I will have to say this because everyone playing draft out there, you have to set what round your grand final is, which is very – make sure it's very detrimental oh, yeah. to who you're picking, okay? So we're going to play that we're finishing in round 26. So the Bunnies will have the bye. Good. So Parramatta will play uh, the round 27. So – so the Parramatta will play round 26 will be the last one. So, yeah, the Bunnies will miss out. 
But uh, we'll, t- we'll go away with the first pick of the draft. Uh, Pat, who do you select? Three. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll jot down how we. Go. I'll jot down how we go, and we can maybe we'll share it on the socials after. Uh, but I'm going to go Cleary. And Corby, pick two. Hang on, what do you say? He said Nathan Cleary. I'll go Nico Hines. Oh, what a what a shock! <laughs> what a shock. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick. Jesus, tough one. It's either. I'm going to go with my boy, my ex-boy from um, Parramatta, Azai Papali'i. I think he's going to kill it again this year on the edge. Oh, right. You can do, do, do a snake, so you can go again. We'll circle back. Oh, okay. Snake will be Harry Grant at hooker. Grant. Thank you. Uh, I'm going now, Cam Murray. <laughs> no. Rookie. Right. Too early. Way too early. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, man. Is that yeah. me again? No, oh, it's no, not sorry. me. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, I'll go Munster and Snake back. I'll go Yo. Uh, I'll go DCE. Hang on, what are you doing? It's me. Yeah, oh. come on, mate. How I'll bad go... is that? How bad is that internet? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go DCE. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to go a James Tedesco. Two. Go again, mate. Is it me go again? again. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I'll go a mid. No, I won't. I'll go Dylan Brown. I'm going to go Reese Robson. Robson? Ooh, that's a smoke here. Uh, yeah, I'll go Cookie. And then Haas. Two more picks, lads. I'm going to go now. Patty G. Patty C, even. <laughs> Patty C, even. <laughs> All right. Uh, is, that, is that me? Yeah. Ooh, last pick. I'm going to go the boy, Joey Tarpany. Tarpany. Right. Yep. Uh, I, I think I don't think I won that draft, but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll put it, we'll put it on the socials. And you hey, you're going ice. Pa- you're going ice paps at three. You jammed for what, <laughs> mate? I'm telling you, who's going to kill it? Yeah, He's that, one of best. that hurt you. No, you, this is what you do, <laughs> mate. You think too hard with your heart. Yeah, <laughs> what do you mean? Tough. He left. He left Parramatta. So that's that's just pure brain there. Not not <laughs> not thought. Uh, I also wasn't picking it just can I can I just say with that as well like that's to go across all teams right like I wasn't picking it to say that's going to be my first correct three picks or whatever it is yeah so even even for the like for the punter on that just know that that always happens in drafts like I would have never have thought that ice paps in this scenario would go at third so like it always happens in your draft like even if you're a late pick and you're thinking shit, who am I going to end up with? And you're going to see this list. You can be like, oh, you know, like any, anything can happen at any point. So you actually don't know who you're going to end up with. And that's the reason why I did it. Thanks for bringing that up, mm-hmm. Pat. Um, so just to sort of throw a spanner in the works, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, in our draft, we... I hope you take him at three. <laughs> <laughs> no, with, no, with the bunnies, eight. boys, with the bunnies, because a lot of people are going to be in that boat, just quickly, with the Murray and the Cook, because they're the two big ones, and maybe Latrell. Well, let's put that as a question. What, How when low do, you, do you think they go down? Yeah. Well, yeah, are so, you happy? I'm happy to pick them up second round because they're still going to win your games, but you've still got your clear mm-hmm. captain choice round one. Yay yeah, or nay? I, I think, yeah. yeah you I said, think mm-hmm. you said Murray pretty early in this. Is that because? Yeah. So yeah, you, yeah. That's, I was sort of, yeah, but then I've got, we're all starting got, captain with him. I've got two guns that are going to average 65. Oh, so you're saying Plus. if you've got if there's only a three man team, but it was we, the question was a fourteen team. League, yeah, if it was fourteen, if you can get Murray, like, and it's probably more those back end guys that are going to get that snake reverse. I'd get him easily on your second pick back. Like, if how long? Fourteenth person. Do you reckon person. he's eleventh, tenth, eleventh, twelfth? That's Murray and Cook around that around that sort of um, range. 
Yeah, but look, the other thing too, he's going to win your games and not put you in that bottom position. So that's... Hey, you still need to make the grand final and that's the key thing. Yeah, here. correct. So if you can get a Cook and a Murray and then hope for a couple of injuries and, and yeah. actually work the free agency so you can actually pick up some good free agency, play that's some sort of emphasis game. on it. Yeah, yeah play yeah, some but... emphasis on it, but don't. What do you reckon, Paddy? Because you're the draft expert. Well, I've got Murray. I've got Murray at eight. So, like, that's – I just think that if you're going to pick Murray first as your first pick, like, I think you're disadvantaging it if you're before that because there are probably other options in, like, some key areas that you can shore up and, you know, like, even if Murray is going to be a 65-point player, there are other, like, 60-point players before that that are going to play in a grand final. Yep. So if you're getting towards that eight mark, then to me, yes, you need to, you know, you pick him up and that's an absolute steal, but your second pick becomes like extraordinarily important. So like what I wouldn't be doing is going like a a Murray, like let's say you're nine, I wouldn't be going like a Murray and then saying, oh, maybe I'll take a risky option. No, like maybe double down and pick a solid mid yep. as well. Because I think you're spot on. That way, like, you have to make the grand final understand. But the last thing you want is that it's grand final day and you're fucking missing your captain. <laughs> like, you, you can be devastated. Yeah, true. All right, boys. Look, I think we'll wrap it up there. But, look, the, the Talker League textbook is out tomorrow, Australia Day. Thanks you, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, look, I really appreciate it. But th- this will go towards um, – 20% donations will go towards bowel cancer. And oh, look, it also we did put a lot of hard effort in, so it would really, it would go towards helping us as well. <laughs> but no, more or less, it would go towards all our rambling here. It would actually it's actually properly put out on the actual textbook, and and you get some packs there from Game Day Squad as well, which is a great game. Um, I'm pretty gonna I'm gonna tear into this season, but yeah, very very interested. Uh, any last words or thoughts there, Corbs? No, get involved. It's um. A lot of good info there makes things very easy to uh, go and look up some players. And yeah, those two packs, I think they're 10 bucks a pop. So value there, then four bucks to um, bowel cancer. So you get a receipt back there for charity. You're making money if you buy the textbook. <laughs> You're making money. You're, make, you're headed there, folks. Uh, Pat, any last, last thoughts, last words? Yeah, I just um, yeah. Even on the like, I pretty much used the textbook for everything we spoke about tonight. I just jumped to the player and gave like, price and analysis so there's a lot of lot of good stuff in there um and yeah like one thing i'd probably leave the the punter to is uh, like i really like corbs's approach leading up to round one which is just get your black book out fill it up and then as the weeks roll on there might be a bit of news that scratches someone or you know you just heard a bit of information that picks that player up like then you can start building out your team because if you're like me i'm already on version 102 so, <laughs> so and, and you are right. My missus doesn't like it, but fantasy never stops, boys and girls. <laughs> so keep that black book up. And yeah, like you said, you, you're spot on there. All right, guys, that's that's a wrap for today. But yeah, thanks for tuning in. I'm glad we got at least more. We got into double digits. Um, we actually got 60 viewers. I seen. That's after my Wi-Fi um, sort of episode. So thanks everyone for tuning in, and really appreciate. It, and we'll we'll catch you next time. See you guys. Yeah.